You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's get the latest from Green Bay from Mike Clemens. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. Trubisky loads up and intercepted by Amos. Adrian Amos looking for blocks. Has a couple inside the 30 and the big interception haunting Trubisky. He's been so good today, but ill-advised that time and the Packers take over. You know, it, it, it was kind of weird. Um, it just felt like they had the ball for you know a very long time. You know, they was converting them third and shorts, fourth and, um, fourth and shorts, um, things like that. So, you know, if there's one thing that when we look on the film that we, we want to clean up is those um, letting them get to them short yard situations where um, we don't want to put ourselves in them situations to be in third and third and one, fourth and one. Let's let's get our, our work done more in the um, early downs. Adrian Amos there chatting after the game. He had an interception. Bart Winkler, Sam Schmitz is here. Mike Clemens on the Great Midwest Bank hotline. I didn't love especially that drive where it seemed like the Bears were converting everything short. But I, I have liked the defense a lot better. Now there's still some third and shorts where uh, guys are playing 10 yards off their receiver. But the defense, you want to talk about bend but don't break. I mean, when Cairo Santos is kicking 20-yard field goals, that's the definition of bend but don't break. Yeah, I watched some of the TV version of the game, and they were trying to make a case that maybe Kevin King is better playing off a receiver because of his length and you know keeping the guy in front of him as opposed to a jam guy, I, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, and it's not like, it's like Jair is big enough, really, to be a jam guy. He's He's got such a vertical, um, you know, he can make plays on balls that way. He's so smart that way. The thing, um, now a lot of people were asking about uh, Snacks Harrison. Hey, you know, he had 12 snaps in the game, and you saw him out there at number 98, and they would put him right over the center, so they could move Kenny Clark outside. Now, I talked to, was it Petten that told me this a couple weeks ago? I say, you know, I keep seeing you move Kenny Clark, like, outside the left tackle. Is that for, to set an edge? So that maybe the linebackers can shoot to go after the quarterback or they're dropping back in coverage? He said, no, that's primarily for pass rush. Uh, I also think, you know, Kenny Clark, it's possible that, uh, the injury that he suffered early in the season, actually in the first half of the Vikings game, um, maybe it took him a while to get back to being 100%. He's been much better in the last month or so, but it seems like they like to get him off a of nose tackle so he's not taking double teams, you know, for 60 snaps. And so they like to rotate in those, those guys. They brought in this Anthony Rush guy who weighs uh, 360 pounds, and then when they signed Snacks Harrison last week, uh, they cut Rush and then brought him back over to practice squad. Um, I, I, and Lafleur was asked last night, "Why didn't you use him more?" And it's like, well, you know, we just he just got here Wednesday. Uh, Pete Carroll only used him more than no more than about twenty snaps, 
And then essentially when some of their younger guys on the Seahawks defensive line uh, got healthy and got back in, when Harrison, when Snacks was an inactive, uh, healthy scratch for the last Seahawks game, that's when he went to Pete Carroll and said, okay, you know, I quit. If you guys don't need me anymore, I want to play. And so that's why Green Bay picked him up. So, you know, he's not going to be the end all. He's an experienced guy who can spell Kenny Clark some snaps, you know, over the center, and, and, and maybe you'll see him used more on third or fourth down, like third and short, I think that's, that would be smart to get him in to these playoff games because the Bears were pretty good. They were 6-15 of 15 on third down. That's 40%. And according to LaFleur and Nathaniel Hackett, uh, that's playoff-level football. And then they were an incredible 5-6 of six on fourth down, except for the key fourth down that they couldn't convert when Trubisky rolled out, tried to dump off a pass to Allen Robinson. Shannon Sullivan deflects, knocks the ball out of bounds. And that pretty much was the turning point uh, of the game. So uh, we, Matt Nagy was asked about his offense and how they were able to convert so many fourth downs against Green Bay. Uh, we had six fourth down conversions, which is probably more than we had all year long. Um, time of possession against this team is what we wanted. You know, we had 35 to 24 time of possession, and that's hard to do against them. Uh, our defense to come out in the, the third quarter there and to get those that five and out and that, that three and out. If you get an opportunity to he throws you a ball, uh, I'd love to be able to make that an interception with the, with two or three three of those that we had. We didn't, but we did get off the field, so I give credit there. Um, again, red zone for them was good. Red zone for us was bad. Packers beat the Bears 35-16 on Sunday, talking with Mike Clemens. So the, Bear, the Bears did get in because of the Rams-Cardinals result, and I thought I made a – I thought I made a uh, funny yet obvious joke that the Bears are the worst seventh seed in the history of the NFL. I can't tell you, I put that on Twitter. I can't tell you how many people didn't get it. Uh, people were saying, oh, 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 the Redskins say, hold my beer. <laughs> First of all, they're the football team now and they're the four seed. I mean, I just, you know, then Bears fans are fighting with me. Is this okay? It's the first time there's ever a seventh seed and you're worse than the Colts. What I said is true. It is. It is. And the other thing is, I mean, the Bears get into the red zone five times and only get one stinking touchdown for the game. The rest are field goals. That opening drive, the touchdown, being a wonderful drive. What was it, 14 plays or something like that? Uh, and then the rest of the time, you know, Patton's defense kept them out of the red zone. And it's because Trubisky's not a very good quarterback to begin with. And Rodgers has four <laughs> touchdowns. And I think they, I think. They scored every time they got in the red zone against the vaunted Chicago Bears defense. They were missing two of their top three corners, though, too. And so, you know, Devontae and those guys were licking their chops. Um, for the Bears, though, this is tough, because if Alvin Kamara comes off the COVID list and is there for the Saints and Bears game on Sunday, who's going to chase him down? Because Rokon Smith is their fastest linebacker. Uh, Rodgers always has... You know, positive things to say. A lot of respect for Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan, who it turns out there'd been a report that Smith left that game and was walking in the locker room for a groin. Turns out it was dislocated left elbow. Doesn't sound like he's going to play this week, according to Danny Trevathan. We miss a, a, a great player um, because, you know, we practice together all the time. So uh, I'm, I'm confident in the LBs that we have, um, Josh and Iggy. And, you know, just 
communication got to be a big part between us. Yeah, they're the worst seventh seed of all time, but they are in. I mean, all you got to do is get in, and if the Bears win, they are going to come here and play Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people have talked about, well, here you are now. You're a number one seed. You're going to be at home. You got the home field advantage. Shades of 2011 when you were one and done against the New York Giants. Well, don't forget that you know that was when they went 15 and one. They lost that one game down in Kansas City, low-scoring affair. Kansas City's defense was playing outstanding. Uh, Packers had a depleted secondary by the time they got to the postseason, and then the week of the game against the Giants. This is the second time the Giants beat Green Bay, and then went on to beat the Patriots and get the second ring with Jerry Reese and Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning and, you know, and that group. Um, you know, Joe Philbin, offensive coordinator, is his son Michael uh, slips and dies in some ice, you know, uh, blood alcohol level. The funeral's on Friday. The game is on Sunday. I mean, it, you know, who knows how much an effect that had on McCarthy and Rodgers and the rest of that team, you know, and, and no, not to mention Philbin. Philbin, uh, with all the pro- – productivity they had on offense gets takes the job in Miami and leaves. And so in the twenty twelve season, the very next year after you win the Super Bowl, you go fifteen one, you know, Rogers is MVP, they start out in twenty twelve like four and four. And the offense is struggling. And Rogers told us then, um, look, first of all, we're trying to run more no huddle and the refs are late getting the ball up to the line of scrimmage with screws is up. I'm not pleased with my center, who was Jeff Saturday at the time. And we miss Joe Philbin. The guys in games adjustments were the best in the business. And that's those are. We asked Rogers the other night after the game if there was any lessons that you can take from 2011 when you guys were the one seed. Yeah, I think for me maybe. I think for so many guys here, that it's just it's new territory. It's a different uh, different league. Um, obviously, there's only one by. Um, we played in this game so many. Uh, all of us played, you know, and in 11, uh, I set out and, uh, Maddie went out and put on a show. You know, we had some guys who didn't play in that game. So, you know, it's nice to be able to go in playing. We need, I think we need to buy, you know, we need a couple guys to get healthy. Um, we're a little banged up. And then obviously the weather is, uh, is a big factor, a big helper for us in Green Bay. So I'm not worried about any, uh, you know, any rust or anything. We've been, Real solid all season in, in situational football, and we were again today on third down in red zone. So I like I like our chances moving forward. The offensive coordinator now, Nathaniel Hackett. Of course, we talk about him because of this whole gold zone thing. I mean, Joe Philbin was great, but I I think Rodgers is pretty appreciative of the guy he's got now too. Yeah, and you know, and Aaron there was talking about Matty. Remember, he was talking about when they rested Rodgers and they played the Lions, and it was Matt Flynn in a shootout with. Matthew Stafford, yeah, like they like they put up forty eight points and six touchdowns and stuff like that. I was at that game. It was a date with my uh, now wife. Oh yeah, and it was. A, I mean, it was a little bit of snow, but it was a fun game, wasn't it? I mean, it was just a total shootout. Um, yeah, so you know, in game adjustments, and you know, there's too much made of. Well, what'd you do at halftime? You know, it's not like they got a chalkboard. It's it's a couple of quick conversations, and. But the, the, the fact is, defenses work so hard. They spend most of the week disguising what they're actually going to do, coming up with something different that you haven't showed on film. They're gonna, if we flip-flop this way this week, we're going to flip-flop the other way and use two other guys, you know, all those kinds of things. 
And so I asked Hackett, what, you know, if Philbin was the guy doing that for McCarthy, what's the structure now with you and LaFleur, Luke Getze, the quarterback, the information you're trying to get to Rodgers or LaFleur, the play caller? And Hackett said, it's pretty much his job. I think you're kind of doing it throughout the entire game. I think, you know, all the coaches are. I think you go in with a game plan um, on how you want to attack a team. You uh, And then for us, everything, uh, you know, a lot of the time when we play people, you know, have an errand back there, people want to give them different looks. Um, so you just have to be ready for anything and everything. You know, I feel like we do a great job in preparation leading up to the game to try to be prepared for anything that we might be able to see, whether uh, it's at the pressure or whether we think we might have gotten beat the week prior on something, potentially getting that. We just try to put the guys through so many different things so that when it does get to game day, you know, we're always looking for that. We're looking for something that might be open. We want to be sure that we have enough um, enough different uh, versatility in the plan to be able to adjust. So uh, it's one of those things, you know, it's just something we're always adjusting. We're always trying to get the best play and get the guys in the best position. And and myself, Matt, all the coaches, we're all, we're all trying to adjust it and see how we can attack. That's Nathaniel Hackett. We're talking with Mike Clemens, Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're applying for a home renovation loan and you're a bit anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. The Packers won the North, and then they clinched the one seed. So obviously there's going to be some sort of celebration. Uh, I, I think back to when I was lucky enough to be in the locker room for when the Brewers made the playoffs in oh, 2018. Yeah. Yeah, and you were alive. That was that was great. That sounded great. Yeah, thank you. That's why I brought it up. I was fishing for a compliment. I, I'm, I'm reaching out. I'm patting you on the back right now, brother. But in 2018, I, I remember being in that locker room and thinking, I can't believe I'm in here. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they. this is a pro team celebrating, and I'm just in here watching them. One thing this pandemic's done is these guys don't have media lurking around. So I, I got to expect, even if it's a subdued sort of celebration, they're you know they're a little more loose and free in there with us uh, vultures, not you know no, all over they, the place. They don't even have the team camera in there, and you know the networks. I didn't know this. I've seen the networks during playoff games. Uh, you know they have like extended post game coverage, and they talk to players live, and they talk to the losing coach. You know that. You know that Fox does that in NBC, right? You know in in the postseason. Sure. Um, I saw CBS uh, last year during a playoff game. They're standing there with the Packers PR negotiating on when they can go in and get their shots so that they get a sense of what's going on in the locker room. You know, it's, I mean, it's a big deal. You know, they, the team's in there right now. They're having their private moment. We'll let you in in five minutes after that so you can still get the guys jumping around all that stuff. Well, I, I don't even think the team, I don't even think the Packers, you know, Packers.com video crew, is shooting any any post game because they're trying to limit the amount of people. You know, it's like the people on the plane are the top tier. That's players, coaches, the essential guys, and they have eliminated all kinds of people, even within their own staff, to keep the numbers down. To you know, because that, that's more exposure, more chances for COVID. But Matt Lafleur said, you know, Jamal Williams, the running back, he's out there dancing in practice all the time on the sidelines, constantly dancing. He, I think he decided to break his shell a little bit. So he, he made Jamal a bet last week if the Packers could beat the Bears. I, I don't know if you can call it that, but uh, I told I was telling Jamal that, you know, we take care of business 
I'll, I'll bust out a few moves now. They're not very good, but um, I've never been known for my dancing ability. But uh, he inspires me on a daily basis, just how he brings it every day in practice on the, on, on the field. Um, and so I've been, I told him he's got he's to teach me a few moves. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers brought that up, and then LaFleur was asked about it. And if there's video of LaFleur dancing. Well, I'd love to see that. We'd see it by now because it would be yeah. Packers.com would see a little buzz. They'd put it out. Uh, I, don't, tweet I don't know. It. These Packers players, man, I, I, there might be some team rules about no video on your cell phone from the players. It's just, you know, it's just the, the, the team crew is in there, but we don't want, you know. I think they got some strict rules about that, about posting anything like that from inside the locker room. So who knows? Mike Clemens chatting with us here on The Fan. You know, we were looking a little earlier about some of these vacant free agent uh, or coaching positions, not hearing anything with the Packers. You got to think that if they have success like this again next year, eventually Nathaniel Hackett could be one of those guys. Hackett's name was mentioned uh, regarding Atlanta about a month ago. Uh, that maybe they would want to go from a defensive coach and Dan Quinn to try and get Matt Ryan or whatever the next generation is with an offensive play caller. Now, Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator of the Packers, uh, had stops in with the Bills and the Jaguars, um, has not been a play caller, though. And so uh, that's one of the things I think they they would be – maybe he was a play caller for the Jags, um, but – Maybe that's something they would be, want to be looking for if he gets the head coaching job. Never, and maybe he needs to go to a team with a, a defensive-minded head coach uh, to be a play caller, just like LaFleur had to do when he went from the Rams to the Titans. But whatever the case, it's the personality of this guy. You know, if, if LaFleur is more you know, a straight shooter, Hackett's kind of the buzz in the room. And, you know, good cop, bad cop kind of thing. And so... You know, there's these weird touchdown celebrations that have been going on the last month or so, and they call about gold. They don't call it the red zone, the gold zone. And it's all because of Mike Myers, you know, Austin Powers' gold member movie. And Nathaniel Hackett. From is, 20 years ago. Yeah, he's a nerd about <laughs> Austin Powers and Star Wars. He's crazy. You know, and what's the new one? Mandalorian? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's the TV show. He's totally into that. See, and him and Rogers are both geek out and talk about that stuff. And, you know, so this is this was what makes it fun for the long days of X's and O's and tape and thing like that. So, but, you know, you got to want, and there's a rumor, too. I mean, I think Rogers is trying to work his connections to see if Mike Myers would come and visit them, uh, if they could work that COVID-wise. That, that would just put it over the top with this whole clips they've got in their classrooms of gold member and all that. So Hackett was asked about this a couple of weeks ago about the whole gold member thing with his players. Nathaniel, uh, your starting quarterback was saying how you're the inspiration behind his touchdown celebrations because of your love of gold member. Can you tell <laughs> us the story behind that? Um, yeah, there's this guy. He's um, he's a villain. Um, his name is Gold Member. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen the movie. It's an Austin Powers uh, movie and a big fan of Austin Powers. Really enjoyed those. And uh, Gold Member is one of those guys that he loves gold. I love gold. And I think you got to respect somebody that really loves gold. And uh, for us, when you get into the inside the 20 yard line, you have a chance to score touchdowns. More touchdowns we score, everybody gets gold. Uh, it it kind of is something that we've kind of built on um, throughout the past two years. Uh, I've always looked at the third down. A lot of people call it the money down, 
but uh, we like to get the gold down there. Very shagadelic, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of evolved into this uh, fun and exciting experience so that once everybody gets into the gold area, they're thinking about getting the gold. And uh, I mean, the whole idea is to score touchdowns and for those guys to celebrate together. I think that's so, so important. I mean, it takes all 11 to get down in that end zone. And so one thing that we talk a lot about is celebrating together. And I think that's something that you always, we're always gonna coach, we're always gonna talk about. We want them to do all the time because I think it's a powerful statement when, I mean, you can even look at, it wasn't in the gold zone, but you can look at that go that we threw to uh, Marquez. And he goes, I think it was like 70 some yards. And the first guy down there was David Bakhtiari. I mean, that's a big dude running that far down the field. And uh, I mean, he does it, he jumps at him. You know, you got guys showing that they love gold. I mean, all that kind of stuff. And I think that that's just, that brings teams together. And I think that's something that, that the guys have really bought into and they've learned to love and appreciate gold member and, and what he believes in it. The look of it, the taste of it, the smell of it, the texture. I love gold so much, hence the name, gold member. We believe in a lot of the same stuff, not the bad villain stuff, but the, get the gold stuff. Say is Foxy Cleopatra. That right there, Todd. Producer Todd is the kind of production we need from you Thank eventually. You, Thank you. Yeah, and you know, can you imagine though, like the board of directors is trying to explain to 95-year-old Martha Firestone Ford over there in Detroit. Now you see, he's into gold member. It's yeah, know? it's one of four characters Mike Myers is playing in a movie. How do you explain that? 20 years ago. How do you explain that to some of these NFL owners, you know? Mike, I keep searching. Do we have any indication? Are they going to let anybody in for the playoffs fan-wise? No. As a matter of fact, um, I don't know if you saw the statement that Mark Murphy made. Um, they're only going to sell thirteen, little over 13,000 seats for the Super Bowl. And like 90% of those seats are going to be for family, friends, sponsors, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, but uh, if you're season ticket holder, gold season ticket holder, uh, you've got a one in a thousand chance of getting into the Super Bowl if the Packers get in. It's, it's you know, it's really sad. Because I saw Buffalo was going to have like 6,000. I got a little, you know, hopeful that the Packers would allow some people in stadium there. Stadium for their playoff? Yeah. 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 No, I um, – you know, I mean the the, they're, they're, the Packers are, as you know, they're letting in more um, uh, first responders and you know people that have been working medical and things that have been, you know, people that have had vaccinations uh, can get into the stadium. And that because the medical workers are the first ones. But at the end of the day, you know, the Packers have been adamant about this early and often about face mask. Hell, they got a face mask on the statue of Vince Lombardi and Curly Lambeau outside. Um, but I'll tell you what, though. If you still got some time off, I don't. Know, I guess most kids now are back to school or back to virtual, or whatever. It's been it's been perfect up in the atrium. If, if you've ever wanted to take a tour of the stadium, uh, of the the Packer Hall of Fame Museum, you know the the guides have got masks on. They're small groups, but you can you know if you're looking to get a walk in and all that, it's really a good time. It's not that busy up there, and um, and it's you know it's a great time to, to tour the stadium go through the museum uh, and all that, and, and it's very safe. That place is just spick and span everywhere you go. Oh, I bet. And, and highly guarded, so. 
Mike, appreciate you. We'll talk on Thursday. Thanks, Bart. Mike Clemens, Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Again, if you're applying for a home renovation loan, you might be a bit anxious. That's normal. So breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started. GreatMidwestBank.com. Window Select has some great offers for you. Buy one, get one on Windows. And the limit is as many windows as you want. So if you need 100 new windows, you will get 50 of them for free. Buy one, get one on the windows. They are trying to make sure that your house. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.